Welcome to Probing Gaia, where Steve and Joey are bending over, opening their third eye, and allowing the light of of Gaia's... Oh boy. (laughs) The light of the Gaia Network's consciousness-based content to fill them completely, changing them from the inside out and flowing onto you. Today, we are probing into Greg Braden, speaking at the Conscious Life, Life Expo 2020, speaking about neurons, bones, and robots, the battle for our humanness. Yes. Oh, man, I had the ultimate clip posted up, too, for this in the soundboard. I'm so pissed it's not working. Because <laughs> it was right at the beginning. He goes, yeah. Oh. I'll play it in the next one. It's <laughs> like, God damn it, I had the recorder just for this. <laughs> we haven't done oh. that in a long time. Because I'm like, when was this? When was Conscious Light? Was that in February pre-COVID? Because yeah, there's I, definitely I no mask. Definitely and I think it was late January into early okay. February. Because he did make so. a comment almost like they hadn't touched people. But then I'm like, I think this was pre-COVID. Yes. When he like. It was, I mean, it the was lady all, all the chatter him. was running hot about COVID at right, that time. Right, right, right. Uh, but it had yet to be a state of pandemic by right. uh, God Emperor Trump at that point. Exactly. So, but they were, you know, they were welding people into their apartments in China, you know, yeah. a month before that. It was so. nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah, that's well, how they're going to control you, my friend, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah there that, was a This immune, isn't to public media, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so if it's not the public system. media, how are we knowing? <laughs> yes. Sorry. He kept saying mainstream over and over right. thousands of times. Um, and, uh, he is like a life coach slash preacher slash yeah. snake oil salesman. Right. All at once. He is a scientist. He is an earth scientist, oh, a geologist. He says that many times throughout yeah. this uh, event, which don't make sense most of the times he injects it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like these are biological things you're talking about. And you keep bragging about being a geologist. Yeah. I mean, and his whole deal is about the merging of science and spirituality. Right. Um, I, I will say, I mean, cutting to like the, the end of my kind of review sl- style thoughts, far more interesting. And at least, at least attempting to be fact-based and showing his sources than William Henry, who basically had a very similar presentation as right. this, but his was much more, you know, old man yells at clouds kind of thing. Right. I mean, the cloud, literally. Like he yeah. five G. Five G. Five G. Greg Greg Braden tries to be a little he's not neutral, clearly, but he's trying to not be needlessly negative. He's trying to right. just say, hey, pay attention to this stuff. Yeah. You know, don't don't sell yourself short and get, you know, don't <laughs> if I could use the analogy of a burger factory. Uh, <laughs> he's trying to say the government and the mainstream media are trying to sell you these lackluster burgers when if you would just realize that deep in our ancient past, the human body was its own organic burger factory that (laughs) produced delicious burgers. Right. Then you could just, you should focus on re realizing that burger and and don't yes. Reburger yourself. Reburgitate. Yeah. (laughs) Or you'll be stuck in reburgatory and that's a place with in between the buns that (laughs) just not a lot of cheese. (laughs) I have to say that to uh, Sarah today. <laughs> Ooh, time for some reburgatory. You know, my asshole? No, reburgatory. Come yeah. on. Burgatory. 
uh, we have fun. Uh, we yeah. have fun. Uh, it is Monday night. It is later because I had to pick up the living Pino himself, Carl, and yeah. his child, Thick Nick, and my sister and his wife from the airport uh, because they went to the land of Vegeta's initial cohort from uh, uh, Namek. No, not Namek. That's the green man. Um, from what is their planet that the Saiyans are from? Whatever it's called. Because oh, uh, it's not Because uh, Earth's where it all takes place, right? Yeah, Earth is where Goku came. Right. Well, but not the same. Know, the monkey Saiyan people. To, yeah. Yes. Yeah, whatever. Can't remember the pre-tails cut. <laughs> right. I can't remember Dragon Ball's planet where he's from. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, fights Berserk. Was, uh, yeah, there's yeah. a time he uh, used Berserk's big sword or whatever and right. <laughs> freaked the fuck out. <laughs> uh, Berserkatory. Um, but uh, anyway, they went to Napa, uh, Napa Valley right. in Sonoma County. To not a full trip. sleep, not quite awake, just a little yes. Napa. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's when like a half Hawaiian person, half Japanese person takes a nap. Right, it's right, a nap right. Uh, <laughs> they they use a slipper and go down to the beach and take a nap. That is correct, right? Hapa is is half Hapa, Japanese, half Hawaiian, yeah. or, is, or okay. well, or is it yeah, just half Hawaiian, if, half anything? I think it's like half Asian, half white. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Okay, um, but yeah, I don't know if there's a Hawaiian element. I feel like they say that probably because in Hawaii there's a lot of. You know, exactly, mix them ups yeah. like that, but um, <laughs> I was born to mix them up back on Oahu, right? Uh, <laughs> <Oahu>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's Monday night, it's uh, around 8 20 p.m. We are streaming live here at twitch.tv/slash probing ancient aliens, uh, where you can chat with us as we record and stream on our show, probing guy every two weeks. If you like us and you like our show, you can head over to patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens, where for that $5 a month tier or higher, uh, you get those two exclusive podcasts every single month. Uh, one of them is Adventurous Ghosts. One of them is Probing Deeper. Adventurous Ghosts is about the Travel Channel show. Ghost Adventure, very similar to Probing Ancient Aliens and Probing Guy here. And Probing Deeper is where we probe a few knuckles deeper into all sorts of subjects. Uh, we have to record those. I can't believe it's already more than halfway done yep. with April. Right now. But, uh, I was going to say maybe uh, Friday, uh, we can knock. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Yes. Um, adventurous ghost. We can record, uh, obviously maybe first, I was going to also ask, mm. uh, if you've been watching Mando this season, I need uh, to catch up on that. And then we also have the Graham Hancock show. Did you finish yes, that yet? I need to catch up on too. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, got a lot of got a lot of thoughts about Mando this season. <laughs> but, well, I've uh, heard mixed reviews. Yeah, very book of Boba Fett style thoughts. Right, but, right. Uh, but yeah, I'll save that for if we do it. But um, <laughs> oh, and then make sure, when. Yeah, <laughs> uh, make sure and check out our other podcast on its own <laughs> podcast feed on your favorite podcast services: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the like. Uh, and that podcast is called No Guts, No Glory: The Berserk podcast where we cover uh kentaro miura the the famous uh mangaka the manga artist and writer uh the mega cuck yeah <laughs> uh there are a lot of cuck mangas for sure uh but those are in the hentai realm but um, i prefer uncut mangas <laughs> uncut 
but yeah, No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast. We are covering every chilling chapter of the manga Berserk, which has been running since the late 1980s. And uh, yeah, we're doing that on the weeks that we do not do Probing Gaia. So we'll do Probing Gaia and alternate to No Guts, No, no, no Glory. Um, the only time they cross over is on this Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens. So uh, that would be too much work to switch to another one. But um, head over to blackholesupplycompany.com for probing ancient aliens merchandise, disc golf disc, and disc golf apparel. We got to get a, a probing Gaia logo of going over there. But um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Show. But uh, Dorsh Corner is working heavily still on the No Guts, No Glory logo. But um, there's that physical location where you can maybe catch. A little Stevie in once in a while in his underground garage. Uh, see, God, was that that K-Rock? Just little Stevie's underground, uh, underground garage or something? Or was it uh, 103? Was that the Indie Rock? Or was it K-Rock? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve- and then I think it made the jump to Sirius. I think you're right. I feel yeah, like that's yes, where I heard it. because I heard it on Sirius XM. Maybe not. But, uh, uh, anyway, yeah, you can get that Probing Ancient Aliens merchandise, disc golf, disc, disc golf apparel with that physical location inside Cape and Cal Collectibles at 9525 Garfield Avenue, Suite C2, Fountain Valley, California, 92708. Uh, get yourself some disc golf discs, some probing merch, and then literally just about face and turn around and get all sorts of cool collectibles from there you the, the G.I. Joe-averse, the Thundercats-averse, the Star Wars-verse, the comic book universes, and uh, I think I saw Sterling's posts uh who was posting the Mario Brothers? Is it actual Mario Brothers movie merchandise? Uh, or just Mario merchandise? Could be movie. I don't know. I'm I just like the things. I don't really look. Um yeah. <laughs> but they definitely could have done movie stuff for sure. I, I mean it makes did, sense. Yes. Yeah. Um but uh but yeah, um we have a little segment here called Reaching for the Stars, where we ask you little prolapsonauts out there to give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on your favorite podcatcher of choice we do not have any new five-star ratings i don't think i Uh, just checked and i did not see nothing please please give us those five-star ratings thank you to the people that always do uh you just can't repeat it over and over because they don't want it to be spammed which makes a lot of sense um as for the news i don't really have any um there's Uh, not a lot of ufo news there's not even a lot of uh, james webb telescope news lately right um, that I was noticing, but uh, we are getting closer to contact. Yeah, contact in the desert still coming up um, in June. Oh, I got oh, I got some news, which you probably have seen a lot of. But uh, did you hear that I have almost gone deaf oh, yeah. in both yeah. of my ninety percent? Yeah, <laughs> one was avoidable, which is really pissing me off. Yeah, <laughs> I probably could have sued that fucking. <laughs> Um, that is yeah, it was a Hawaiian though. doctor checking his mm. ear and then he had a really horrible ear infection and a rupture, a ruptured eardrum in his one ear, but then right. she checked the other ear. Uh, and this is Ryan Sprague, of course, from somewhere yeah. in the skies fame, but, uh, uh, from Crystal Cove beach, uh, noticing <laughs> sightings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, uh, his, his other ear got checked. His good ear got checked. The doctor said it looked pristine in there, but then 20 minutes later, he was having even worse pain than yeah, in the got So basically, she yeah. ruptured that eardrum physically. And uh, I mean, while checking. 
Yes, Oahu doctors. <laughs> Wahoo! I only had a Hapa degree, huh? Doctorate, huh? <laughs> Maybe that. they took a too much Napa right during ear, ear class. <laughs> um, but yeah, he is uh, uh, jet setting around. He did a a thousand little videos from New York because uh, the Phantom of the Opera is closing on Broadway for the first time in forty years, and so who gives a shit? Uh, he is obsessed <laughs> with that, and. Uh, he apparently is, I mean, can hear himself enough to talk, he said, and, and right. whatever. Right. So, but we do no hope he is. In the skies, feels nice. <laughs> I, I hate to ask myself, why would you do that, and how is it possible? <laughs> he just changes to, Mar- what is it, Marty Matlin, the gal, right. the, the <laughs> deaf gal that was on all those shows. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm sorry. The famous, uh, uh, Seinfeld episode. Yeah. Also, the tennis episode, but uh, uh, we hope him a speedy recovery. That is a scary fucking thing to be like, oh, yeah, you no, rupture no. your eardrum, and then which I think he got from just flying a bunch, too like much, traveling. yeah, like maybe yeah. there's a little something there, and then just too much elevation change because yeah. your ears do pop, even though it's a pressurized cabin, uh, right? Yeah, I think you get tired, all the things, so yeah, it was it blew my mind when I found out that people can't just pop their own ears on demand because I always yeah. could. Yeah, I can um, just sit here and not even move because a lot of people like, yeah, do the they, facial yeah, the contortions. Like, hey, I can just do this. Yeah, yeah I can just kind of, <laughs> I mean, I look yeah. like a serial <laughs> yeah. killer, but you're just like, mm, like you can just flex those yeah, that muscle. ear muscles. And I, guess. and I don't know why I figured that out, but like when I took, uh, when I got scuba diving certified, people would always be like, boy, their nose doing this. Yeah, yeah. And the instructor would like lose his mind because I would just like go down and just keep going on them, you know, <laughs> not stopping. Sucking them. Uh, no, but I'd go underwater, go down, um, and just not do anything. Like, are you are you okay? I'm like, yeah. They're like, how'd you clear your ears? I'm like, I don't. I just do it. Like, it's easy. So you just pop them. And yeah, I, I yeah. met uh, some. I think it was. Uh, oh, it might have been Dave Peterson, the the famous linguistics man from uh, Game of Thrones fame and MCU fame. But we were going up with his mom to Big Bear for the first time when I was young. And she was like, okay, mm. like try to pop yours. And she was doing the whatever. And I think I tried the yawning thing. Like just, and I just like, I was like, oh, it's really just feels like my jaw muscles that I can kind of flex. And then I just did it without mm. jaw muscles. But then yeah. he was like, had to lay down that night because it was so painful Too much, and like all yeah. this stuff. And there's, some people just apparently just can't do it. I guess it's like being double jointed or something. I don't know. Right. But Well, if you're um, your own grandpa, sometimes you um, have those deformities. That's true. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, we uh, 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 have a little segment here as well called How You Doing, Steve? How You Doing, Joey? And of course, the first person in the Twitch stream gets to ask how we're doing. So the honor goes to Anedgo this time. So there Anedgo go. is there going to ask, how you doing, Steve? How you doing, Joe? I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah, work's been busy now that we are back online uh, mm-hmm. post uh, going down uh, nonstop. <laughs> um, scuba instructor. Exactly. <laughs> he was a nice guy. Um, <laughs> had this weird wetsuit that made it work, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, Friday. Uh, unfortunately, you had rolled your ankle, but we took some time off to go a little. I'll get disc. to it on my. my yeah, 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 it's annoying because I haven't even. I didn't even roll my fucking ankle. It's or, just like yeah, getting yeah. old or something. Oh, yeah, it's annoying yeah. anyway. Well, yeah. Um. So yeah, we went and checked out the Welk down in Escondido Welk? area, <laughs> which I guess it's some famous like polka dickhead who had a variety show. 
from like oh. the 50s or 60s to the 80s. Okay. Um, so it's like Lawrence Welk. Um, oh, I feel like they, that it's like a whole resort that's like there's like mm. a bunch of golf courses down there. Oh, um, and it's, it's a property road, property. right? And Gorsha's like coworker, but some someone he talked to is like, oh yeah, or maybe neighbor who's like a golfer is like, oh yeah, you're going down to Lawrence Welk. Oh yeah, that guy was famous and blah blah blah. We're like, hmm. no idea who this person is. Um, but it was fine. It was like uh, small ish because all the holes were par threes. Some were long par threes, but oh, it, it wasn't like David L. Baker. Cause again, this was like oh, okay. the mini 18 hole course compared to like the giant ones literally across the street. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. it was kind of like, Oh, that's the shit zone. Like mm. it's like a pitch and putt for regular golfers. We'll throw the disc golf on it. Uh, and then they got foot golf, which is soccer golf oh, um, yeah. <laughs> as well. But yeah, we got down there way faster, probably left a little after seven, got there like a little after eight. So there's like no traffic. Oh, yeah. Um, and they let us play early. So that was nice. In oh, okay. the you group ahead of us. What's up? Then you went to Bringle after Yeah, because we had enough time. But um, yeah. but yeah, the, the people ahead of us were disc golfers. There was like basically no one else on the course. At the end, oh, we ran into some regular golfers, which slowed a little bit, but not horrific. Uh, but yeah, we finished fast enough. Two, two added hours of fucking waiting behind. Right. Of just yeah, people dicking around. Uh, but yeah, so I I mean, if we were in the area for whatever reason or someone really wanted to go, I'd go check it out again. But not like we got to go there. We got to get back. We got to okay. play right. the not a destination. Um, yeah, exactly. Okay. And then, yeah, played Bringle, which again, until the living Pino made the call out to you. Uh, I never really noticed, but now every time I play, I notice where it is. Everything is uphill. Like you literally walk down a hill to throw back up and then down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> so that being the second course of the day and we did the 21 layout, I think by whole like 14 or 15, I was like ready just to leave. Cause it was just yeah. like getting hot. It was getting a little later too. Cause I'm like, God, we're good. We still have to eat lunch. And then mm. I was, you know, stressing if there'd be traffic coming home, yeah. but, um, where'd you eat lunch? We end up finishing, and then, of course, we're like, "Oh yeah, let's uh, let's go to Pier down at Carlsbad because they have a, a oh yeah tasting room." But then there's no food, so it's like, "Oh wait, now we got to go get food." So we found a place, walked. Uh, is it and in the downtown area where like Pizza Port and stuff is? Or? Yeah, it's probably like a two minute walk off the main like Carlsbad Village Drive. That's Carlsbad Village, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it, it, it all worked out. So we finished the course. Both our Achilles were almost popping at the by the time we got to pure because yeah. it was just like that. Again, that uphill, just constant flex. Uh, so Bringle, I like Bringle still, but I definitely don't love it like we used to. Yeah. Which again, I think there was that newness of, oh, we only ever played like three courses. Yeah. So this was the first like other course. Yeah. But now experiencing other places, I'm like, it does. I'm not going to say it sucks, but I'm just saying it's like. It's just tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's it's like in theory, it's a really great course because like when like when you're throwing some of those holes are really fun to just be yeah. there and throw on. Uh, and I like getting exercise and stuff. But yeah, sometimes it's just like the the exercise, like the exercise that you have to output at sky high right. is more worth it. Like that's a really yeah, tiring exactly. course, yeah. but it's more worth it because you're like on top of a mountain. Right. It's a big ass forest. Like, right. Whereas it's Bringle very is, different. Yeah, yeah. It's very different. It's challenging, but like fair Bringle's fair, I guess. Too, yeah. But, yeah. 
Um, there's kind of some weird blind shots and shit like right, that, like right, over right. the valley with trees and stuff. But, uh, uh, but if I could just like teleport to each of those holes and, sh- right, and, and right. go, I'd be like, oh, this is fun, you know. But well, especially those first six because they're just like uphill, yes. then uphill, and then that, uphill, that then is walk the... and a half a mile to the next right. hole, then up. <laughs> those like are three like very uphill back to back shots. And if and if they just did a few things to like make the little you know dirt rock stairs a little cleaner and like easier if they made right, right. going down into the valley less straight up dangerous in some of yeah. those spots like especially if there was like any rain or anything it would be a lot better but um it uh it'd be a good home course to have to learn on because you'd get yeah, good oh, yeah. every time and there's a lot of variety and shots and everything but yeah um i know it's always like it's like constant rose tinted glasses with that course like oh bringle's really fun i haven't been there in like you know a year and then you go right. and you're like I don't need to come back here for a yeah, year. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, but yeah, so that was fun. And yeah, came back. And then Saturday went a uh, little last minute, but we decided, me and the wife, to go to the Largo at Cornet. Uh, oh, famous oh, oh. from the Howard Stern show, where it's Lago. You got to go to Lago. Yeah. And then uh, they did the Rodney Pendergash uh, bits calling yes. out Largo because one and of the how did this get made would always film that does their live well, podcast there speaking too. of which yeah we went and saw dinosaur improv which is Jason Menzoukas uh oh. Paul Shear and, oh, nice. and then it was I don't know if these were all guests or not but then it was like Rob Riggle Steve Hubel some other weird short old guy who looked familiar but I don't remember his name mm-hmm. and then probably like four other people who I had no idea who they were yeah, but they're yeah. all funny nice but it was a fun little Go up there, have dinner, watch the improv for a bit, and then head it on home. And then, what area of the city is Largo in Hollywood? It's uh, on La Cienega. Um, I think it's, I think, is that K Town it's by, or no? Is that incorrect? I think that, yeah, I think Koreatown's on, yeah, La Cienega runs right through it, I think. Yeah, because it's like La Cienega Boulevard in the 10, roughly. It's a little north of the 10. Um, but yeah, it was fun. And then Sunday just uh, hung out here. Oh, yeah. I had more van issues last week. So that was great. Oh, boy. Uh, played softball, went to Sterling's house to drop off some discs. Uh, and then the van wouldn't start. Uh, oh, thankfully, Sterling has gotten into working on cars. So he actually over troubleshotted it because mm. he was like, oh, it could be all of these things. Or I'm like, it's either this or that, uh, which at least he was able to narrow down. It wasn't the starter, probably the battery. But he had a laundry list of other things to check, which I'm like, nope. If I can get this started, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Did you just uh, do a jump uh, then, basically, for the no, battery? No, so I had to buy a new battery. Basically, oh, got it. there's two components in batteries. So you're going you're gonna to have your charge. Which, which charge going to be? Is it holding the charge? That's a big part that goes out normally, right? Because it can't. Uh, and then you have your cold cranking amps. So the crank, like inside the battery, those will die too. Or the battery will die so it won't crank. Got so it'll it, look it. charged. Yeah, but Sterling had a little machine goes. Oh, your cold crank amp, should, so your CCAs. Yeah, yeah, should be about nine hundred, and it's at five hundred, which means then your battery's not juicing up to the starter. So, because I'm like, well, the starter's not even doing the zoom, 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 but yeah, it's because yeah, yeah. it's not cranking even enough out, uh, even though it has a charge. So that's why I thought it was that a starter. To, but yeah, got it. That happened to Thick Nick uh, and my sister, his wife, a couple of weekends ago uh, when I had the family over here. Mm-hmm. and and it, of course they they usually always leave late they'll hang out a little later than everyone they uh text us it's like one in the morning we we're going upstairs to bed like exhausted and then they text us hey our battery won't start is it okay if we come back in we're like fuck or get come do a jump for us <laughs> right so they try to jump their battery and doesn't jump anyway 
the whole point of the story was my old Explorer, my 94 Ford Explorer I had for 13 years ran through batteries like fucking crazy, like once right. a year, basically. Yeah. And, it, and it built up so much of like the weird magnetized Crust. calcium yeah. shit that, that's on there, whatever the acid response is. But like sometimes it would be pink. Sometimes it'd be white. So like uh, Nick's, it was literally like a fresh blue slushy mm-hmm. and crystallized. It was like bright, like almost blue raspberry blow pop like blues i was like right, what the right. Fuck? and he was like i've never fucking seen this before but it's like a five-year-old battery which i'm like wow must be yeah that's right. yeah well because uh, <laughs> mine was just under three years so i got like 200 bucks back they gave oh, nice. i yeah. just brought it in they're like yep under three years here you go refund oh so um but yeah i'm debating about selling it and then just maybe getting a trailer because my little subaru forester uh, can actually haul 3,000 pounds, so oh, that's pretty good. I could still do some disc shows and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Now, you just the, the trick is all the gardeners in Southern California, you just buy the bottom part of the trailer and then you build the rest with that with <laughs> right. plywood with cardboard. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, cardboard um, and old staples. You you smash in with a hammer and bend yourself. <laughs> not even a stapler. <laughs> Uh, yeah, How are I was you doing, <laughs> I was, uh, frustrated. So my, my ankle, it's a very boring, uh, series of events that led up to it. And I don't, I really don't know which one it was, but it was like, whatever the Saturday before Easter. Uh, oh, that was that night that, uh, Nick's battery, uh, whatever. Mm. So I was, I, it was, oh yeah, it was Gail's birthday. So I was making, uh, 15 pizzas. I was, I was prepping the food all day that day a little bit the night before on my feet which normally that's not a big deal i i mean I'm, i have do you have the mats in the kitchen now i, I have mats or i'll even like wear yeah. i'll wear some my tivas or something you know to have some support for a while but i didn't uh and usually it's never a problem but uh so my feet were just sore and i don't think it if it would have just been that day it would have been fine so my my feet were tired that night as usual the next day uh go do my martial arts stuff fine uh and then monday i'm like i'm watching these i haven't fucking thrown a disc in like a month and i'm like and we were going to go on our little excursion that you just talked about and i was like oh i want to try the slingshot method here like the, the tips uh for slingshot disc golf on youtube and uh and so i was doing that and it was it was cool it was like it was really good like it went and it, you know really like he breaks down a lot better than the old spin and throw guy like how to actually engage your core mm-hmm. and the back leg to like do the shit. Right. So I practice, I probably threw, I don't know, 50, 60 drives or something. And as I was walking back up to my car, my ankle had never hurt the whole time I was doing it, but it felt tired and warm. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And then, uh, wake up the next day, which is, um, we, my wife and I go to California adventure. So the other, the set, the second part, DCA talked yeah. about I think before, which uh, the lines were very long. It was spring break. Like it was bad. So Spoder uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then I'm standing, you know, the walking is always fine. It's the standing for the long periods of time that makes me more tired and like you know, right. tires my feet out and stuff. So that's when like the pain, I was like, fuck, I'm way more fucking sore in my feet than normal. And, uh, and then like that or that next day, that Wednesday, I was like, li- I, like I woke up and I was like, holy shit. Like it was all swollen uh, my right ankle and heel. 
And ultimately, I think it actually was more that like my Achilles was getting messed with too much because even though it was on the side of my ankle on the right side, it was wrapping around the back was that was like, because like those first few hours when I would wake up and I was stiff from sleeping, my foot, not my donger. Uh, that's when it was just like, fuck, like, and I was like, I, I really had to fucking limp. And it's just been really slow healing. It's feeling it's feeling good now. I'm still wearing this brace because like, you know, when when I was younger, you sprain your ankle, you roll your ankle, you wear a brace for a few days and usually it's fine and then you take it off. But it's like, no, if you're if you're like 40 or over, you should wear that brace for like a month or two, even after it heals when you're doing exercise stuff. Right. And now I'm like, oh, that's why like athletes and shit will wear an elbow brace for fucking a year sometimes after or you just injury. preemptively wear them at that like i do with my knees and stuff now exactly. too where it's yeah just, just like yeah. to keep it to give it that added support and keep it compressed so yeah uh but uh i could have if we if we were walking on a flat golf course i could have like walked around with you guys but i then couldn't i wouldn't have been able to hike at bringle without pain because as soon as i would have to bend Go my foot up, out my yeah. achilles like that so um i don't know if it was just the again like the 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 new form of really driving your whole left side into your front leg <laughs> right, um, right right i think i think everything just compounded each other in a perfect storm and then disneyland just like you know fucking made it worse so because there was no rest at disneyland we sat to eat and then the rest of the time was just standing for hours right so, just wait wait um but i'm probably not gonna like practice disc golf even for like another week or two just mm-hmm. to make sure it's a hundred percent but well i did uh convince uh champ fant to uh go up so we're gonna go play in the discovering the world open in crestline california oh that's right yeah yeah is that the one that was the christian uh, camp oh yeah the weirdo camp where i got locked in the bathroom and broke yes. the door yeah yeah <laughs> uh but yeah now they have a permanent good course and then a second temporary course so oh that's cool i am debating so i bought a banner because when you checked out you could get a sponsorship like t oh. sign or banner so I opted for the banner. So I'm debating on that and or my shirt, how to incorporate rainbows and um, Satanism. Because uh, like, I guess to play on the course, that's a thing where it's like you have to sign this thing and they like sneak in the like no homos. Yes. Basically, which is kind of crazy. Golf girls who are right, less that was the big. Yeah, got bummed out. And they're like, we're not playing. And we couldn't right, play right, on right. it technically anyway. Well, they could. Yeah. They, well, there was all the drama and then they. It didn't catch fire like I was hoping it would, but so black hole will be there. They to, give each other good luck by finger blasting each exactly. other. Corey Cole, so they, <laughs> they wouldn't be able to do that. They so. got stuck in purgatory and just couldn't get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I yeah, we're that anal only lesbians. Right. Okay, okay, we don't yeah. mess with the puss. That's disgusting. Yeah, gross. <laughs> we pee out of that thing. <laughs> Uh, so sorry to cut you off, but I remembered that uh, as other. How dare you cut off news. my yeah. anal only lesbian yeah. bit? Right. Well, that led to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. But uh, yeah, but like uh, working out still feels fine. Um, and uh, I'm just not doing the um, the little band like the 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 weight the elastic band between my ankles because that mm. oh because when I did work out on. Um, I worked out that Monday as well before practicing disc golf. And so it was just, mm-hmm. I was holding, you know, right, the, there's a band wrapped around my ankles because then you have to like grip the ground with your feet and then you really engage all your proper muscles for squatting and deadlifts yeah. and stuff like that. And, uh, which has really been eye opening. It's been great. That's that squat university on Instagram. But, uh, even that was just now it's literally was just jamming on. I'm doing this right now. Yeah. Jamming that pressure on the side of that ankle that was hurting. So, 
uh, just too much. And I'm just not spring of a chicken as I was. But um, uh, other than that, um, Saturday had dinner with uh, a friend, Watto artist and his family mm-hmm. uh, because they got screwed out of a dinner before because my oven broke. And so uh, I couldn't, yeah. it was like the day before. So, right. Um, and uh, he's riding high off the, the Mario Brothers movie success oh, yeah. works over at Illumination Studios, but uh, uh, which I still haven't seen. I do want to see it kind of in the theater too, but yeah, yeah, I hear it's really fun. But uh, uh, I don't know, plugging away at Resident Evil 4 Remake still. I've been only it like once every two days, but um, it is very good. And after that, the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters come out, they're re releasing Final Fantasy 1 through 6. On oh, wow. The PS4 technically, and then the Switch. So, is it a one uh, one and done payment, or do you have to buy each of them? You can buy each one a la carte, um, or how much that you can back? You get a D. I think they're fourteen ninety nine each, or you oh, can okay. buy all six for seventy five bucks. So you save on like Way you get more, like a whole yeah. game and a half for free. Then basically. right, right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, but my brother nice. played it, the first ones on Nintendo quite a bit. Um. um but then, yeah, I never got into them, but always looked interesting. And yeah, I tried some of the PlayStation ones. I just I had friends who were obsessed and these, I just never as, did. Yeah. As someone who, you know, as, as you and your brother were still, you know, you grew up with around the same time as me. So like you were used to pixel art games and whatever, which I mean, whatever that turns off some people for some reason. But uh, the first games, as I would say, if you were going to play any of them, I would play four and six. Those are the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo ones. Because then if you love them, you'll go back and play the more primitive ones on the NES, which are a little, you know, right here. But uh, but yeah, four, four was like a very formative game for me. Final Fantasy four, which came out as Final Fantasy two in the US because we didn't get we didn't get Final Fantasy two or three on the NES, just one. So the next Final Fantasy game was four was two, which was four in Japan on the Super Nintendo. They skip over five for America on the Super Nintendo, and then we get six, which is like six is like the um, of the classic first six is like the most well regarded one, and then um, four is a close second after that. But I actually like four better. But uh, and then seven is the one where it became mainstream with Cloud and the big Buster mm. Sword and all that shit yeah. so on PlayStation. But the um, Chocomos, yes, uh, Chocomo. No chocomos at the Crestline course. Uh, <laughs> Until you find the golden chocomo, and then it's <laughs> you got to breed them but free for breed all. If they're, yeah. if they're chocomos, so. exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, stoked for those because they have all these little quality of life things where it's like if you can, if you want to turn off the random encounters, you can. Mm. If you just want to like explore this dungeon or whatever, which is kind of cool because not that I would always want to, but it's like oh, I can grind for levels like on purpose for a few hours and like listen to a podcast. And then I could just continue on with like the story without right. having, because like random encounters for those that don't know is when you're walking around exploring the world map or exploring a dungeon or a cave or a fucking evil enemy's base or something. As you walk around your little character, the screen every, you know, two to 17 steps, it just goes burr, burr, and you go into a battle and you can't do anything right. about it. So sometimes you're like, I just want to get this fucking treasure chest over here. And then you have to fight three yeah, battles. Walk or through a bush. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's like ding, 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 ding. And then it's the each scene, right? Like the slow, yeah. like sliding kind of movement, uh, either of the character behind it, right? Not a lot of like actual action. 
Right. Well, yeah, Final Fantasy is all a side view, whereas right. Dragon Quest was all behind. Because, that, yeah, that music I think you're doing is the old Dragon Quest music as well. So, And they were competitors at the time, but uh, both both the uh, the more influential... Like, they were the influential JRPGs. Was that the Sega one? Because I had a friend who played that a bunch. Um, Sega was Fantasy Star. That was mm, their kind of big yeah, series. Yeah, 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 and then they yeah. also had a popular strategy role-playing game series called Shining Force 1, 2, and 3 mm. on there, too. But, yeah, uh, I think it was the Star one. Yeah, Fantasy Star was really cool because it was like, it literally was a sci-fi fantasy, like kind of a Star Wars-esque right. kind of vibe to it. But I, yeah, um, I definitely remember those scenes too of the like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. like sliding yeah, yeah. there. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the battle thing, yeah, the transition to battle yeah. is really dynamic in that, but then yeah, mm. not much afterwards. But um, but yeah, now Final Fantasy is like, you know, monsters on the left, characters on the right, all lined up. And right, right. But, Pokemon Go. Um, Final Fantasy 4, of course, uh, not technically turn-based because it had the active time battle system where depending on your speed rating, kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, depending on your speed rating, you had a little bar that would fill up on its own. Mm. So you do any action and then it would drain and then fill up. So if you were really fast or if you casted haste or whatever, then you know, whatever. But whereas turn-based, a true turn-based RPG is what people say, oh, it's fucking boring because you just whatever. But you literally could just if you just didn't press any buttons and it was your turn to fight on a turn-based RPG, you would just essentially be pausing the game forever. Like nothing right, would ever right. happen, you know? So anyway, uh, let's get to this robust episode, but actually not, there's not gonna be as much to talk about as I, as it makes it seem for how like much information he throws out. Yeah. Cause he kind of talks a lot without, like you said, saying anything. Yeah. There's, like there's kind of went by. I'm like, Oh, that was an hour, but he talked about like four things. Yeah. And so, which I mean, it's kind of nice to talk about it because it was so repetitive. Like, that, yeah. um, I, I didn't, I didn't find it boring, but it was, uh, and because he, he is, I mean, again, he's a geologist, so not right. He's let me, let me read a quick, a very quick little bio of him. It is kind of interesting. Uh, Great and Braden he is, is disgusting looking. He is like yes. Sukul. He is again the Gaia Sukulos, like because yes. Gaia is everything ancient aliens, but on steroids. Right. So like he is that. He is literally like Medallion Man William Henry and Sukulos had a baby together, right? right. Like and also with the hair too. Like he that's has what I mean. He has this hair, hair this like but intense it's look. And it's like yeah, <laughs> he's definitely wearing makeup the whole time. Yes, uh, yeah, because he kept saying like I was I was growing up in the fifties and going to school in right, high school right, in the fifties, sixties. Yeah, um, but uh, which then I think he almost uses that as like one of the selling points of like I figured out how to uh, engage my body, my my brain and heart with the Earth's magnetic flow. So that it well, turns on all of my super immune system and, and anti-aging, you know, right. proteins and stuff. Because he gets to that at like the very end where you're like, uh, like it's, it's oh, yeah. he almost leaves it on a cliffhanger on purpose. Like, like, hey, but you got to like buy my books or uh, come to my other longer. He always says that, I, right. you know, I have longer presentations about this constantly. Right, right. Oh, there's a smart crew, right? Okay, I can show you <laughs> science slides. We can I, do science I, here. It is so, I, that, it's so life coachy at times. Right. Well, when they go and he does do the like spiritual stuff into science, then the science doesn't make sense. Or he goes too spiritual where he's trying to talk about how we're not from this earth. Yes. But then he says we vibrate with the earth. So I'm like, what the right. fuck are you talking about? Because, oh, like he's like, he's like, yeah, we didn't come from Neanderthals or any of the, the hominids. I don't think anyone's directly. 
Well, because he kept uh, saying we didn't evolve from Neanderthals. I'm like, I don't think anyone at this point has said that. Right. Because he then immediately says, like, yeah, we we shared the earth with Neanderthals right. and we bred, you know, interbred with them and stuff and whatever. So that's great. He kind of always has a way out for yeah. any, not any, but the big um naysaying that you could have at his arguments because he's he tries to he tries to act very fair minded. He's like, right. I'm not saying this is bad. I'm not saying that AI is bad, you know, but we should just I just encouraging you to feel the true power of your own potential as opposed to just, you know, putting in Elon Musk's neuron link or you know, right. Musk. Musk <laughs> hey, and look at Musk. this loser who married his, uh, his AI, <laughs> which right. one of those, yes. like, it's just a yeah. sad nerdy person with a yeah. weird robot. And he's like, look at this fucking but then, guy. And, and he sounds villainous at times, but then he goes, he goes, look, look at, no, look how happy he is. And I was like, right. okay, no, you're saying he can't do any ugly. better, huh? Yeah. He's an ugly nerdy fuck that, you know, right. whatever. But, um, uh, as he's mentioning his like three divorces that he's had. And right. Right. Whatever Couldn't heal those, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Greg Braden is an American new age author who is known for his appearances in ancient aliens and his show missing links, which is what's on Gaia, which was and he other on people, ancient aliens. I don't remember him ever. He's, being he's had it. like one or two quick appearances okay. on there, but, um, and other publications linking science and spirituality. He became noted for his claim that the magnetic polarity of the earth was about to reverse. And so, which is crazy. I, for, I forgot, like that was a huge fucking news story. And it was almost like the, the, you know, the fucking lamestream media that he keeps talking about. No, he says mainstream to be fair. The mainstream media was of course putting that negative spin. Like, is that going to cause the apocalypse or something? Right. Like, is the world going to blow up or whatever? Like, or are the solar flares now going to be able to get through because the magnetism isn't pushing them off or whatever. But Anyway, um, oh, he was pushing. Hey, it happened in uh, Waterworld. Okay, that's why South was North. Okay, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but that is crazy. So he he's one of those guys that is he's clearly very intelligent. He's clearly very smart. Uh, but I think his number one skill is uh, that salesman style preaching. Like like he he's like an infomercial guy. You know, like just like everything's about pumping the audience up. And like you were pointing out, he constantly is your sharp crowd, right? What he kept saying, you're an an integrated crowd. He had some weird some, word. Yeah. Like, almost like it was Scientology or something like that. Mm. But um uh but he kept pumping the crowd up and then and you know, he he's like he he adds humor at the right time. I will also give it to him. This fucking guy is not reading off of a PowerPoint presentation or right. cue cards. Like he like knows this shit and is able to present very well. And those are the scariest guys sometimes because they just seem right. smart. Natural. And then yeah. and you believe well, you want to believe what he wants what he says, you know. And a dangerous part of his slides, if you didn't notice. So one of the slides he's like, Oh, this is from the Smithsonian. And it says source, whatever. Yes. His other sides are sourced him. They don't yeah, exactly. yes. have an, another source. So I'm like, right. okay, yeah. so you're that, <laughs> it's the dumb thing, the meme where it's themselves giving themselves an award. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah the Obama giving himself right, the award. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so it's this. Yes. Uh, his books are quite interestingly titled. That's a really bad <laughs> phrase, but <laughs> how to uh, how to dig yourself out of purgatory. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's written the Divine Matrix, the God Code, the Isaiah Effect. Uh, secrets of the lost mode of prayer, uh, the spontaneous healing of belief, fractal time, um, human design. Uh, let's see a couple more, uh, deep truth, science, self-empowerment, uh, wisdom codes. Like I'm like, and he, so he basically is writing a book a year and I'm like, 
I don't th- that's that's always a red flag where it's like, dude, what fucking huge, huge breakthroughs are you like discovering every fucking year of your life and also writing a book about it? And, you know, right. like and the time it takes yeah, to proof yeah. and and research and whatever, like because Graham Hancock, does, he's done a few books, but not yeah. a year because the work he's yeah. doing takes a long fucking right. time, a lot of traveling a lot of talking with experts, a lot of interviews, like all that shit. And then you have to put it all together in some engaging way, you know, like, and and so these guys at William Henry, he fucking cranks out two dozen books in like 10 years, you know? And, and that's, that's really easy to do when ultimately what you're doing is, uh, very directed journaling, basically. (laughs) Like, like it's almost like, not like a dream diary, but it's like, a lot of these guys are big into meditation and all this stuff. And so then they, they make themselves into these kind of neo shamans, right? Where it's right. like, I'm kind of, no, don't worry. I'm into the real world. And again, I've said before, I like, like understanding. He, he starts off kind of strong for me anyway. Not that it's like the argument was strong, but I was like, Ooh, this will be interesting. Cause he's like, Hey, if you look at all, these because the pacing was bad in the beginning where he's like showing all the monasteries and libraries and stuff but all right. all he was trying to say was with his finger blocking the pictures at times <laughs> yeah the big shadow on, uh <laughs> like he's he's just saying that i've looked through all of these super like he's very hipster about it these super obscure monasteries that the public right. never goes to they're not tourist monasteries i go to the real deal yeah. and he's looked at all of these um, I, also, he never even said that they allowed him to read any of these books. Right, to touch or open or, yeah, <laughs> right. do anything, yeah. <laughs> but he's trying to say, like, all of these texts, like the Emerald Tablets and the uh, those original cuneiform uh, blocks, right? All of the all these ancient, ancient, pre-Abrahamic religions texts uh, are trying to say there is, a, there is a handful of little through lines through what it means to be human and what spirituality and consciousness in life should be about and all that stuff, which is cool. Interesting. I love, I love like, Hey, what's the core of the core of everything kind of stuff. But, uh, but he then kind of like, again, he uses like, here's this huge life changing paradigm shift. And then here, let me tell you what I found out about it. And it's in these books and these talks and I'll quote myself and all that. It's just like, it got very salesman. You know, right after that, you know, um, and again, it wasn't that I wasn't interested. He's an engaging enough guy. And it's also new because he's a new porn doctor that we're seeing, we, you know, like yeah. he seems like a guy who, um, he talks like he speech therapied himself out of having a big lisp. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he, or, or, or those, those kind of voices like this. Uh, it's like, he was almost always doing that. Like he had yeah. worked really fucking hard to not talk like that. Right. To downshift uh, out of it. Yeah. And sound like an idiot or something, but because uh, again, I wouldn't think so. But it's like he would think, like his image would be very right. hurt if he had a fucking speech impediment. Yeah, right? yeah. But that, that's how he thinks. But uh, comes off as very shallow and very narcissistic, which again makes the most intriguing, interesting, you know, porn doctors to talk about. Yes, uh, but one of those narcissists that that knows constantly buttering people up is actually the way to get the attention and money and shit that you oh, want. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. So manipulative. Uh yeah, he had that like he like for like a whole oh God, like yes, the some of the douchiest shit he said at the beginning. He was like he's he he isn't trying to be because I don't think he cares about William Henry, but like in or follows him. 
but he is like being the anti-William Henry where he's like, no, I think the future of the world is good. I think earth is amazing right now. Uh, right. I think that climate change is probably bullshit and the earth is really healthy. Like, so then he starts like layering yeah, these things yeah. in where I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, you know what they're telling me about climate change? That just isn't happening. The world has never been healthier. Right. Like, well, well, that's why I'm like what? thinking COVID too right now. I'm like, yes, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. This, this yes. is like right when everything's about to blow up. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a single country that isn't doing well in this world right now. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, what yeah. are you talking to? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they can all self-heal or go fuck themselves. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, but um and then not believing in uh, evolution was weird too, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I lost my train of thought. He was starting strength or whatever, whatever he, cause he oh, started. He, on, yeah. he was saying, I was saying the narcissism part. He's buttering up the audience to an extent that is, he, he goes, but he's like, I believe the world's doing great, but Hey, you know what? If, if everything just ended tomorrow, I can't imagine being with a better group of people than at the Conscious right, Life right, Expo right, right. to restart this planet's population. Right, like, yeah, like, why would you, what do you ugh. mean you guys are going to survive if it ends tomorrow and exactly. then you're the one repopulating? I was like, is yeah. Conscious Life Expo in like a Tony Stark technology yeah. bunker or something <laughs> like that? Like, well, all their psychic energy and belief and yeah, vibrating will, will anti-vibrate yeah, the the bombs as long as they're on the uh the point oh one frequency of exactly. their heart and brain that the earth's magnetic frequency is on then right the sun can't uh guide me shepherd guide melt me. <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> that's the thing too like i was like i wasn't necessarily like oh i want to know how but i was like are you going to tell everyone how to get that uh, brain heart connection going that's what I'm saying. at the same he, time he or is that one of the books off. that you want to sell you know yeah like, it's like what do you mean this frequency that if you're mr science then scientifically get me to that frequency because i can't mentally right you know there's yeah all the sort of you can stop your heart if you really want which isn't exactly true but uh <laughs> <laughs> like yeah of course your adrenaline and your things because your brain is the computer telling the processors and other components what to do and then they're also chiming in it's like your brain's the CEO, but then your body are all the like managers and mid-level managers and VPs right, right. that are all giving their input back. Right. The CEO says do this, but then they also have some feedback too. Yeah, feedback loop, yeah. Um, it's all work together. So that's why it's connected. Not some weird he showed us a chart. that ma magically heals itself. Right. He like, showed us a what chart. Do you mean? Like, yeah, cause yeah, he didn't, he, he, he would end certain lines of thought with, now what and why? I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Okay, we'll be here all day. If it's like right, right, and that's okay. No, I'd like that. I have all day. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> but it's yeah. He he has the constant leave you wanting more kind of thing. Right. Uh, I also watched this on one point five x speed. Oh, good. So, that's probably the better choice. Yeah, uh, and I think for a lot of the guy stuff, I mean, it depends. Like, if there's a lot of cool, you know, this is basically like a podcast or something, right? Where it's like right. I don't really need to. I'm sure there's not going to be a, you know, other than the, the sun frequency, the magnetic sound that he plays at the end or whatever, it's fine. Right. But, um, it's not like watching the, uh, the Ram Dass documentary that we watch, right? That's a whole right. produced thing and you want to know the editing and this, whatever. But, yeah. um, but yeah, this, uh, went by fast, but, uh, <laughs> it was, it's, I also, I feel really stupid because I, I, I get theoretically how it works, but it's like, it's so fascinating to me that now we can speed up you know, podcasts or whatever, anything like mm -hmm. this. And it, and it doesn't make people sound like chipmunks, you know, it just cuts right, out right. all of like any dead frequency space. It's weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they fucking, I don't know how they fucking do it. Yeah. It yeah. must be berserk and uh, <laughs> dragon ball. Insanic or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, yeah, he, he, after the whole, we would be the best people to fucking 
die Re- with and restart. Yeah. Thing. He really gets into the the meat of the subject, which is that the human body is, if we could just remember how, as ancient humans did, the human body is the most technologically advanced piece of tech on the planet, right? And it's, we don't need robots. We don't need bones he didn't talk about bones right. really did he he just talked uh, about neurons and robots if it was like bit, healing but... or something or maybe vibrating yeah. or no well he talked about skulls which are arguably bones oh that's true because okay. he does the whole weird graph of how we don't evolve and they don't have enough in between and blah, blah, blah. yeah 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 the skeletons i guess that makes yeah. yeah okay uh but yeah his whole theme is that you don't you don't really need all this stuff you don't you shouldn't jump to the Neuralink. Uh, you shouldn't jump to the, you know, putting a chip in your wrist so you can pay for your groceries or whatever without, you know, or the no. new Amazon, the palm thing where it reads your palm mm. or whatever. But like, that's all to me. I'm like, but that's kind of passive. I'm not installing something in my right, body. Right. Either way, uh, he definitely like, like William Henry. And I think like all of the good conscious life and maybe contact in the desert speakers are going to be right. catering to that upper middle class you know, white people that are going to these kinds of things <laughs> of, yeah, of yeah. events. Um, and not that it's all about politics, but you can just tell there's that, just that little bit on of, the edge, a little bit of conservative ulti edge. Even if they say they're the most liberal people ever and whatever, it's like, there's always that like, but don't take away my individuality ever. Like anything right, right, that takes right. away individuality is bad, you know? And so, yeah. uh, and he very much plays that up, you know, like you're, you're the superhero, right? Like you would right, just have right. to, and he's like, I've been talking to all these shamans. Oh, and this guy, this was just three weeks ago and now he's dead. You know, I was like, yeah. he's like, all the good ones are leaving all the good. And that's why, you know, yeah. that's why when people uh, think the end of the world's coming because all the good ones are leaving, but Hey, the world's going to end. They're all going to come back anyway. And I was like, what does that fucking mean? Like, are, right, like right, right. this weird reaper shit? I'm like, what are you talking health. about? And yeah, I couldn't get a, a grasp on where his, his spiritual affiliation flies like yeah, he's, yeah, yeah he seems like kind is of he uh, right ayahuasca or is he just shamany is he right is he like a post-christian yeah, kind of a shaman dude is he a like a true new age guy that just wants to be like pan you know spirituality whatever right. I, don't, I, I couldn't really get a, a hold on it he seems to be at least in this one presentation he's like trying because when he go he's going through all the different like depictions of the origin story of humanity um and he was, he's, he's like, he's like, oh, see, here's the Native American one. Here's the, here's the Christian one. I like the Christian one. They got the right. pretty pictures in there, like whatever. I'm like, yeah. You know. But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. He had that whole like humble brag story where, you know, I didn't talk to my mom for two years after my first divorce because she hadn't dealt with the pain of her own divorce. And, yeah. and she said she missed me. It was a very like Trump-esque story. Like I had yeah. these Marines coming to me with tears in their yeah. eyes. He said, thank you. <laughs> but like. Mom comes crawling back. He goes, Mom, well, today I'm going on this a spiritual walkabout or whatever to this uh, ancient place, uh, Chaco Canyon, where I live. And it just so happens that the shaman that fucking, I don't know, runs the place or something. It's like, oh, I wouldn't have let you in here because if you didn't honor your mother like this. And what? And I'm like, oh, my God. It was like very douche chili. Yeah. Yeah. Story. But uh Ooh, nice bowl of douche chili sounds kind of weird. <laughs> Organic. That and a little uh, pur- burgatory. Yeah. <laughs> Good for my gut biome. Yes. Uh, but uh, 
this guy's ass biome has amazing healing, <laughs> but it's centralized oh, all in Reburgatory. And this douche chili's to die for, yeah. just a proper <laughs> amount of spice. Oh, is that ground burger in here? <laughs> oh, it's Cincy style, huh? Yeah, there's cinnamon in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, he... There's a lot of there's a lot of these little side stories. Uh, he he of course is self deprecating to himself. Well, like that's stupid. He's self deprecating. <laughs> he talks about how you know, he puts up a picture of himself with super long hair. He's like, hey guys, I told you I was a musician. Okay, he's like, and I'm still gonna be a musician if this whole thing doesn't work out. It's like meanwhile he's probably a fucking multimillionaire. Right, right off something. He, yeah, he is a New York Times bestselling author. You know, which is funny because. Well, there's a lot of categories. I think that's become yes. a joke even at yes. this point is to be that like anyone can almost gonna, do yeah. that. Because <laughs> it's I'm like, it feels like any book that ever gets released and there's news about it is a New York Times bestselling. Well, I think it was one of those things that was important and then they just hoard it out because they're like anybody will pay because it's like, oh, right. self-published new age um, theories on human evolution category. Right. <laughs> number one. Okay, the, there's yeah, only exactly. yeah. no other books. Like, because I think like like Stephen King used to get the like the number one overall right. like New York bestselling author, which is crazy for a horror author or whatever. But like or yeah. Oprah's books, you know, it always be number yeah. one. But yeah, I feel like the New York bestselling list is like the Billboard top five hundred. It's like, well, yeah, like I, I probably know what the four hundred ninety seventh song is, but it doesn't mean it's like a huge song, right? Right, now. right. Well, and Amazon's the same way too, where it's like bestselling something in Amazon. It's like. Oh, because you're self-published with a digital book that, again, is in a yeah. super obscure category. Yes. Uh, yeah. Best-selling uh, dildos in personal care. <laughs> <laughs> From the burger category. <laughs> uh, but uh, that would be funny if there was a burger-shaped flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked like the yeah. old dog toy squeak burger. That right, you know, right, right, right. Um, it's a wand burger. If you have that tightness cup at the end, all the way, right. but, um, but yeah, he, he, his big hits are the origin of humanity is not exactly like they told you in the Darwinian sense. And he's like, Hey, all the new science is starting to say that too, which to be fair is like, is true ish to an extent. There are a lot, I've, I have read lots of stories where it's like, Hey, like, they're not saying what he's saying, which right. is that we magically uh, showed up 200,000 years ago. That and that homo sapiens are exempt from Darwinian evolution. Right? Right. He's like, no, I believe in evolution. I see it in every species on the planet except us. Right. And it's interesting, too, because he, he makes the point, which other scientists have asked as well. They're like, OK, if we homo sapiens were a part of that uh, that line, that that Darwinian line of thought. But we've been around for now like over 200,000 years. Why are we basically unchanged? Why has there been no adaptive evolution or whatever? Like why have we not yeah. grown this or that or whatever? But also like other than the – what did he say? That the Darwin's uh, punctuated evolution where some major catastrophe or event happens in, a, in an ecosystem that causes a rapid evolutionary change. Mm -hmm. Also, some animals have – uh, two, uh, 2000 eggs, you know, like every, every time. So it's like, you right. can have faster evolution if you have well, a trillion babies every year, you know, too. Right. And depending on the pressures of your external environment, because there were these pools. Cause again, I've had to have these debates with people over the years. Um, and one of the cooler ones was there's a, these pools in Africa where there's all these fish that are descended from the same fish, but they're all very different. Right. Right. Um, and it, depending on what pool they're in, 
they have different characteristics. Some of them eat meat. Some of them eat vegetables, mm-hmm. depending on where in the p- specific pool they live. So if they're bot- if they've adapted to the bottom, and they've all adapted within like 50 oh, yeah. years like one part of the pond has like a thermal vent so the fish around the thermal vent were different than the something one yeah, yeah, water. yeah 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 so it's like an all in a very short period of time yeah because that's a very punctuated yeah. uh intense pressure right and, and again right. enough like you said, have lots more breeding. babies than humans yeah. do <laughs> uh you know they they like frogs do they just blow out a big giant pile of of <laughs> sperm and eggs yeah. or something <laughs> yeah because isn't that what he was talking about with the airplane? Like, there's no way they can just because well, he talks about CRISPR early on too and gene modifying. Yes. yes. Um, and, a, and with shows a, very, a CRISPR video, very a generally anti-Chinese kind of vibe right, to it right, as well. Right, right, like, right, right, right. the evil Chinese communists are doing all the. And when that, I, I was thinking of how you react to that that robot baby that was right. on the screen, which the baby is like at a a 2.3 X scale of a normal human toddler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like three feet. It's like a dwarf. It's like a, like a little person. It's like its head is bigger it's than Hezbollah. a That's who he became. <laughs> uh, I've had Hezbollah, uh, the air freshener that you got me in my car. Mm. Oh, there you I go. think it smells great. Oh, okay. Sarah, it smelled a little Sarah intense took, for me, but Sarah took my car, uh, because I took her a slightly bigger car to pick up the living Pino and, and, and fam. So she took her car to Pilates or took my car to Pilates. And she was like, I can't deal with that. It's like so intense. And so like, yeah, your car yeah. smells like yeah. his blood in there. <laughs> and trash too. Right, 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 right. Some old McDonald's bag in there. But, right. Um, Some burger. Uh, but it is, she's like, she's like, I do laugh every time because it's already become like a piece of the background of my car. But like mm-hmm. when she walks out front, you just see him <laughs> standing there. It's a very serious <laughs> look on his face. <laughs> and then I'll give her the, uh, I put the, um, the stickers on uh, some of the Yeti mugs that we use mm. to get coffee. There you so go. You yeah. turn it around and he's just literally popping a squat hanging out staring yeah. at you <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the bottom of the mug. But uh, excellent. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So human origins, uh, he goes into the whole genome thing about how the genome, the chromosome that makes homo sapiens unique um, and creates, you know, mirror neurons, which only we have, which creates um, the brain size that only we have and all that fun stuff. Basically saying like all out of out of the blue, for some reason, chromosomes, which do uh, blend all with each other all the time. Yeah. But he said the way that our this this unique one blend blended is basically like the DNA or the chromosomes have these like hard caps on the end of their little, you know, sausages that they're made of. Yeah. And those hard caps are there to protect the end and they never merge with each other. They always kind of cut themselves in half from the middle or thirds or whatever, and then become mm-hmm. little, whatever is little sausage links. And this time, uh, it was no, it was no cap <laughs> for real, for real. No, cap. <laughs> uh, somehow they merge. And that was when he did the, uh, the whole the quote from some other scientist where it was like the DNA, the chromosomes randomly combining like that is the equivalent of a tornado going through a junkyard and create perfectly creating a seven four a functioning seven forty seven. Right, right, right. It's 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 a uh one to the or ten to the six hundredth power or something, which means it's impossible or something. Right, right? but infinitely um, not possible. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of a fucking 
this JRPG that was an Xbox exclusive when Xbox was trying to get into J- Japanese games because they were struggling there. Right. And it was a guy from Square Enix formerly that made Final Fantasy, but it was called Infinite Undiscovery. <laughs> I'll never forget that whack ass name. But um uh but yeah, so also that it's a bug. That quote is like been used by it's not just the DNA thing, it's like it's using all sorts of things and usually kind of Christian things as right, well. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I don't know like, if he actually had the original. Way one. Too crazy to do. Right. right. It's of just like someone had to do it. Yes. Uh, well, and then I remember Richard Dawkins actually addressing that exact quote in the God Delusion book that he wrote. And he was like, he was like, well, no, but like, if you think of how big the universe is, right. uh, how many planets, how many stars, how many of this, even with the very small number that might even create life. He's like, there's enough of a chance. There's enough of a slot machine chances out there right. that a 747 might be put together that way. That yeah. It's just people don't have the concept of how insanely vast our right. universe is and therefore how many chances it would there actually are. have to do that. You know? yep, so, yep, yep. Um, plus, it's also a, it's not a good analogy because a mechanic, a complex mechanical machine is different than slight slight or even big variations but of simple protein molecules chemical already exist in the biome of the fucking planet anyway or from another planet from a meteor or something right yeah but um anyway uh that wasn't even the interesting part of of, uh, his presentation or even an interesting part he then goes on to the kind of ai and you know um uh body tech singularity kind of shit uh clearly has a bias against it and but I, I do appreciate it was more interesting than the William Henry old man ranting thing, because at least he was trying to say uh, on the surface anyway, like, hey, I'm not saying it's necessarily bad. Just just again, don't sell yourself short and really explore your internal self more. Right. And I'm yeah. and I know for a fact that he has all these meditation seminars and all this kind of stuff. So it's like that's where the salesman shit comes in, you know, but uh, again, I know I'm I'm not above this, but if these guys were the big medallion men that they claim to be and really truly loved humanity, they would just have a YouTube channel and for free give away all of their right, all the ways of doing this are, shit yeah. and not have to sell you on expensive books. Or like David Wilcock, who I still get in my junk uh, in folder, my inbox all the time, uh, because of course the Archangel Michaels, you know, um, which is the Archangel Michael has been co-opted by the QAnon movement, which is an insane thing. Like well, the Archangel Michaels has all of the paper mache and framing yes. things you'll need yes. to make sure to be ready. Right. Well, and of course, the Archangel Hobby Lobby was kicked out during yeah. the Council of Sinea. Like that's part of the book. Knock. You know, nobody. Well, yeah. Well, when Michaels and Joanne got in the big battle, um, they decided one takes you know more apparel and, and upholstery and, and fabrics, and the other takes framing and just general craft. More about yeah, more so. about woodcraft and leathercraft yeah, and yeah. sewing and stuff but uh uh i think it was only a couple years ago too that i learned it was joanne fabric and not joanne's fabrics (laughs) it's just (laughs) you said it correctly and i was like yeah it's so weird that it's joanne fabrics like right right it should just be joanne's fabrics but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pry um but uh, i did apply there for (laughs) john uh i wish um anyway yeah he's talking about uh, putting tech in your body and all that stuff. He has a dumb story about, he's like, I, I live up in rural 
uh, New Mexico, up above Taos, up there. You guys know, you guys are a, a whatever integrated crowd. You know Taos or right, whatever. Right. Um, and he's like, so I'm going to this co-op, this grocery store, and uh, this guy just, you know, puts his wrist on the scanner and he walks away with $230 worth of groceries. And so I asked the grocery, the, the checker, and I go, what was that? And she goes, I know, it was weird, huh? Like just the stupid, probably bullshit right, story, fake action, made up yeah. story to appeal to the middle-aged rich people who are very right. scared of change, you know, but... Um, we fear change. <laughs> it's also fascinating, too, that, like, he's sitting there at the beginning going, don't you feel like this big change is coming? All this great change is going right. to happen in the world? <laughs> <laughs> and it's <Yep>. coming. <laughs> and this is it. Which, again, it is, I mean, going into the deep kind of uh, Fordian paranormal kind of stuff where the a lot of these guys that john keels and the valets or whatever they're like the hoaxers are also a part of this phenomena too like you shouldn't right, right, right. dismiss the hoaxers because the hoaxers are almost like an example of the phenomena uh, like they're like a trickster within the trickster phenomena right right on you know but uh, and they could still you could still learn things from it but um Anyway, it's kind of that he was this whole thing with the COVID and his whole chance, like this weird incepted thing, even though he's not saying it was going to be something bad or scary, like right. still saying the change is coming. He's he's like uh, the 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 fool, the jester card or something in the uh, the card deck. But right, right. Um, anyway, we go on. From, he doesn't really talk a lot of shit on the wearable tech, which is fine. He's just he, he then goes into like some shaman told me once that actually all the gadgets and shit that we're creating now are just our minds trying to recreate what our body can already do right. centuries ago, but we forgot. And then that does kind of go into like the Graham Hancock stuff, but I'm doing work for it. But like, yeah, what was the actual technology of those ancient, you know, probably coastal advanced communities that are now just underwater after right. the younger driest period, right? Like did they, was it crystal based? Was it light? I don't know. Like, did they have some other paradigm of technology that we can't imagine because ours is all mechanical and silicon based? Also, what is this like super ancient people that knew how to like tap into their own healing and then we forget somehow? Yes, exactly. It's like a yeah. classic trope in all of these things where it's like, oh, people in the Bible could live 500 years because they could still tap right. into that. Yeah. Yes, because they knew and how they to were giants activate and their longevity protein or, or something. Yeah. yeah. And oh, and he's like, He's like, and there's 1,300 biochemical processes that get kicked off when you go into this, uh, you know, 0.01 frequency, magnetic frequency with the Earth. And he's right. like, and believe me, I used to go through each one of my presentations. The audience didn't really like that, okay? So right. then I even grouped it by 10. And I'm like, there is no fucking way that you had 1,300 separate topics, or even even if you were just listing definitions, there's no fucking right. way that you do that. Right, right, right. Even grouping by 10, that'd be 130 things. Anyway. Yeah. But... Uh, but yeah, he, it gets pretty muddled by the end. Like he doesn't yeah, have, yeah. that's what uh, he starts to fizzle and go a little too metaphysical yes, and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> weirdo, like tapping in again to the vibration of the heart and the yes. brain. And then I kind of zoned out towards the end to be yeah, honest. He's, that's he when he like, really starts sounding like a new age preacher kind of life yeah. coach guy. And, uh, and I guess to his credit, he didn't directly say, and I talk all about this in my book, da, 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 da. like right. he wasn't that overt Super about overt, it, yeah. but also, you know, that he had a fucking booth at the conscious and selling all that yeah, shit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's assumed you can just go talk to him and whatever. Right. But, yeah. um, he also, there was one point where that lady starts coughing in the front row and he like aggressively fucking slaps her back. He's like, hey, you okay? Oh, and he's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> come on. Give me some <laughs> of that. 
she probably creamed her fucking right, right. but uh uh he oh, oh he was uh there was a lot of talk the ai baby thing the chinese thing and then this is the quote this is what they're teaching in all the schools now right right you know and it's 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 all hitting those like oh god our babies are gonna suffer babies aren't even being born because the Chinese birth rates are low. Cause everyone's choosing to have AI baby. And I'm like, right, bro. Like in Futurama yeah. people getting, uh, real dolls with personality to fuck. And yes, the one, the, the very rare person that can marry it in whatever country that in China, whatever, whatever part yeah, of yeah. China, um, that picture of a baby was at like a convention. It was like right. a tech convention. It's like that lady is not adopting, that fucking monstrous looking baby because the baby had fake skin which then right. looked like the Ally McBeal CG baby <laughs> but then the body was pure you know mech fucking Whatever. metal right yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like crouching up it was like a golem size <laughs> but of course the crowd gasped at that right. part well because again they haven't been in school forever they haven't been in the, and they're just scared of like what are they even teaching these kids now who knows who knows the upper the 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 middle age kind of upper middle class people that are just again so scared of change it's because they did go to school in like the 50s and even like the early 60s where things technically were simpler right they weren't teaching right. as advanced or you know again now i'm sounding old but it's like you look at the shit that like our friends kids are getting homeschooled on when they're 10 right. And I was like, I didn't have to do that till I was like 14 or something. You know what I mean? Like all this yeah. weird shit. It just like, gets faster and faster. Yeah. So yeah, then you can and, learn more and more. And, you know, as kids are on those screens all the time, I don't even know what they're right. looking at on there. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Bezos nudes or even lewds or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's very, again, very pandering to, he's, 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 but he, I will give him credit. He is doing such a more slick job than the William Henry's or whatever as, right. He's like Im- he's implanting these little subtle cognitive yep. dissonances in their heads, and not just coming out and being a negative Nancy. I mean, you could almost argue that to to his credit, putting negativity out there is anti what people like him and William Henry are trying to do, which is get people to like right, right um, fear. Oh, yeah, that, that's the last kind of pillar of his whole thing was they're trying to change stories. The story right. of humanity, the story of climate oh, change, right, right, the story right, right. of the-, <laughs> the story is it to you and you make your own future yes. and destiny. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's how he ended it. Yeah, he was he was like, right. you are the a self-regulating yeah. individual. And it's like, that's very like libertarian yeah, yeah. kind of thing. You know, fine. Like, I, you know, like we're all we're I mean, we're all you and I are American people. We do like our independence and whatever. But like, right. it's uh, it's it's very pandering to this. I will say kind of a yuppie crowd. You know, right, so, right, right. Because um, again, contact, there was freak table people like you and me. And then I think a subclass of that, they were there, not ironically, but in that kind of like, let's have a real critical eye of this whole experience, but also have fun yeah. and be into it too. But then we saw many of the, many of those couples where it was like old guy with expensive fucking jewelry on with a lady who could barely walk in those heels who had had, who knows how much plastic surgery and you know right, right, 68 right. or whatever uh 69 yeah i was gonna say one away uh when when the doctor replaces my backbones i'll be able to hold up my husband's bottom half so i can suck its cock <laughs> 69, you know but it's not till then can i get three peanut butters please yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
concept of 69ing <laughs> as as the like idealized like the platonic version in your right. head of it is so funny compared to then what actually right. <laughs> you think of, <laughs> you think of like the kama sutra drawing of a 69 right right right, right, right. someone just holding no, back oh, a fart the whole thing Oh God! I hope she didn't put the finger yeah. in there. That's gonna blow <laughs> the pop stand. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the hot button. Stay yeah. away. <laughs> Plus, I did butt funnel a bunch of pop. You know, much coal right. up there. Right. Oh, she's gonna be stuck in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm a Coke restaurant, not a right. goddamn Pepsi oh, restaurant. Shit. You know? <laughs> Here at Cafe Eighties. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and then <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 69ing. (laughs) It's it's one of those terms that we make stupid jokes about it so much, either personally ourselves, but also like out in the world of pop culture that it's lost all meaning of what it actually is. Actually, to then break down what's happening. (laughs) Oh, the next strain and all that stuff that happens the next day. Right. Um anyway, but uh yeah, he his his message is one of self-empowerment. Uh, his geology and real science was pretty weak <laughs> overall. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, he would at least have one page, one image of something real. Right. But he would then go now. There's a lot of, there's a lot of mumbo jumbo here. Just jump down to the highlighted section I have here, which at least he still showed the stuff that wasn't highlighted on. He wasn't like blurring it out or anything like that. But, uh, as someone who is a scientist, I still, out of the few of these types I've seen on Gaia so far, the gal at least that did the um, uh, ancient mysteries or whatever that we watched right. where it was like the holographic universe and like all that stuff. She at least seems like an actual real scientist who is trying to bridge the gap with science, science, like, which is why that, that show is like more interesting in some ways, but not as like fun to watch probably as this right. too. But uh, well, yeah, I've, I've been enjoying these life expo yes. kind of things because they're just the fun conventions, right? Yes. And you get to see that one hit kind of intense moment from these people. And I was looking at where they're not like bled out through a show and cut through and you get their true perspective. It's yeah, it's not edited to death or whatever. But um, so, yeah, it's in February every year. So we could go to the next one. Uh, The 2024 Conscious Life Expo, February 8th, the 11th. Oh, my wife would love to go because um, that the Ono Ross and Carrie people go there all the time. Oh, nice. And they've they've done podcasts from there or, you know, about going there and. Because they're definitely skeptics and just trying to, you know, take it all in and just right. report back on what's exactly happening and how wild it is. I would, I'm assuming that it's like a true, um, like contact in the desert is a hybrid, right? Where it's like there's lots of consciousness stuff, but also yeah. books about fairies and stuff like that. Right, too, right, right. And, and the know, redheaded weird people that you yeah. almost bought the children's book of. <laughs> book. Um but uh, this is the conscious life. I would assume had. I mean, he does talk about some alien stuff, but it's very brief. It's very right, right, right. You know, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what uh, the meat of the schedule is there and the speakers yeah. and stuff. But um, I don't know any more thoughts on Greg Braden, neurons, bones, and robots. The battle for our uh, no, but he had that one movie that was like an hour and forty five. So maybe we'll throw that. <clears throat> On the list as well. Yeah. Uh, to compare. When I was searching his stuff. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. I, I think he was entertaining enough that he could be a reoccurring caricature. Yeah. For us to dive into. He, I mean, by far, he is probably the, the best classically trained 
I'm using that very generally, but like a classically trained public speaker right. of any of the ancient astronaut theorist people. Right, like, right, right. Travis Taylor is like a, probably a close second, um, but he, which I like better because, again, Travis isn't buttering the fucking audience up and stuff right. like that, you know. But this guy is slick. He's smart. Um, and he can, he does a very subtle but but solid job of, I think, I don't want to say pulling the wool over people's eyes, but he he sucks you in very quickly, very easily. And so he he's the most probably like, you got to watch out for him if you're trying to keep a critical eye because he'll just make it sound really enticing for you. Not for like yeah. you and me, but it's more like the the average person I think is going to get, uh, you know, he he's a fucking like wink and the ding, like the, you know, like wink right, at right. you and, and uh, the little eye shine thing. But yeah. Um, but uh, and also it doesn't I was trying to look. It doesn't look like he has like a Trump hair thing. It looks like he's his hair is pretty. I mean, it looked real enough under there, yeah, you know, yeah. pretty easy quaff, I would think. But, um, hey, if you hold out to your 70, you're good with what they said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm either going to he said, I'm either going to shave it all off or grow it back. I'm like, right. And I guess he meant grow it out again, like in that. Something. picture. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, yeah, if you shave it off, you have to grow back anyway. Right. Um, well, we're going to we're going to pull out of Greg Braden. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, do we play the music again on this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Press the button. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we of course want to thank you for tuning into Probing Gaia. Uh, this coming Monday, it's coming Monday. Twenty percent off all to go bags. Coming. No, but uh, uh, listen to No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast on its own podcast feed. Uh, you'll still see probably a little black and white kind of a sketch, but we have the real logo coming up soon. And um, that is Monday night. It's going to be on this same Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens, uh, roughly around the same time, probably around 6.30 or 7. And if you like this podcast, if you like that podcast, give us a five-star rating on those podcast services. It helps other people find our podcast. We're doing big in... Um, uh, Kuwait right oh, now and right. Kazakhstan uh, yes, my wife uh, <laughs> uh, in the fiction charts uh, for pro, uh, for No Guys No Glory. <laughs> ah, <nice. laughs> uh, but you know, there's probably only seven listeners in all countries. So, um, but anyway, head over to patreoncom Probation for those two exclusive podcasts every month for only that five dollar tier or higher. Uh, head, head over to BlackHoleSupplyCompany.com for that probing ancient aliens merchandise, the disc golf disc and disc golf apparel, and that physical location inside Cape and Cow Collectibles at 9525 Garfield Avenue, Suite C2, Mountain Valley, California, 92708. Make sure and write Steve a letter and send it there and give Sterling a living hell to deal with. A butterfly counts. Uh, <laughs> um, follow us on social media at probing aliens on twitter at probing ancient aliens on instagram and follow our golf content at puttfuckers p-u-t-t uh p-h-u-k-e-r-z it's i even thought about it the other's like do i even need to spell this anymore i'm like you do because instagram has such fucking weird yeah. spelling and rules like if you yeah. You can watch, you can literally put PH and like find something that's exactly what you right. want, but as soon as you spell correctly the Too next much. seven letters, it yeah. all disappears. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Uh, but anyway, uh Puttfuckers on Instagram and Puttfuckers P-U-T-T-F-C-K-R-S on TikTok of the Chinese. Uh other than that, remember we're bye. <laughs> bye.